Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Today, we are on episode number five, Organized Habits for a Reason or a Season. Now, before we get started, I just have to apologize. Our HOA is forcing us to get our house painted. And so our paint contractor showed up a week early. When does that happen? Never, I know. So I'm uh, trying to find the most quiet place in my home to record this podcast. So if you hear a little bit of background noise, that's what's going on. My apologies. So did you know we're at the end of a year 2019? Um, did you know we're at the end of a decade? I don't know what we're going to call this decade, the teen, 20 teens, I guess. I'm sure you do know because I know a lot of you guys are uh, posting on social media, throwback photos, comparing yourself or your life from 2009 to 2019. Um, I'm going to be honest, it didn't hit me until I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about goal setting for the new decade. And I was like, wait a second, it is 2020. 2020 is right around the corner. That is a whole new decade. And um, I don't know, I maybe I was a little bit in denial about this. So um, I'm someone that at the beginning of every year, I kind of like to look back at my life, like where was I five years ago today? And so this has given me an opportunity to look back at 10 years ago. Where was I at the end of 20, or excuse me, 2009 going into 2010? Well, life was very, very different for me. Back in 2009, I had gone through a divorce and um, had two kiddos. I had started to work outside of my home, which was a pretty big change. Um, I was married to someone in the military before. And so I was um, blessed to be able to stay at home with my children. Primarily, I did kind of work a job here and there throughout my my former marriage. But we did move a lot. And um, so I kind of found myself in a different place. We moved with the military to Las Vegas, Nevada in 2007, my ex-husband and I kind of knew or we had planned that we were going to um, go ahead and and move on from our marriage around that time, 2007. So I had to go find an apartment for the kids and I. I found a good job, not a job I loved, not something that I knew I needed to do or I wanted to do the rest of my life, but it was certainly a good job, good benefits and the pay was decent. So kind of got the kids and I settled into a new little life in our little apartment in 2009. And um, in 2009, I was also navigating the dating scene. Um, not my pro- some of my proudest moments, I'll, I'll tell you, but um, I did meet somebody. 
And um, that person is the man that I'm married to today. So 10 years ago, we started dating and navigating our new life together. Um, Very personal story I'll share with you. Um, We uh, had a very, very difficult 2010. Um, We were dating about five and a half months and my husband who is in law enforcement is required to get an annual physical done every year. And uh, during his annual physical that year, they discovered he had leukemia. So um, that was a devastating blow, um, as I'm sure you can imagine, or if you've had someone receive a cancer diagnosis before. And um, here we were kind of navigating our new life together, building, uh, you know, or starting to make plans and build a future together. And then uh, we get a phone call, hey, you have leukemia, we need you to come into the doctor's office right now. And um, that kind of put the brakes on everything. And for me, as a single mom with two children, I had to pretty much make a decision instantaneously, like, was I going to stand by this man's side? And because I had two children, I who had just gone through a divorce, um, and through some pretty tough stuff, their their father was uh, deployed a lot um, during Iraq and Afghanistan. And I thought, my gosh, am I going to take them on this journey? And to get close with this man who might die on all of us. And it was extremely emotional um, and incredibly difficult. But of course, it was like an instantaneous response where I said, yep, I'm going to stick by his side. We are in this journey together. So we started that journey. So that's how we started off our new decade. Um, And back in 2010 and our new year was... um, learning everything we needed to know about um, leukemia. Uh, Obviously, we're still together today, so we were very fortunate that he responded immediately to a wonderful drug club called Gleevec, which he now still takes today, and it has saved his life. Um, But yeah, that was a very difficult time and a very dark time for me back then. So part of this is going to, I'm going to talk about like when you are in those dark times, how do you get through them? Because I just kind of had to take a look at my life back then and it's not exactly where I wanted to be. It's not what I thought part of my plan was for my future. It's where I felt like I kind of got and where I ended up and kind of maybe got even got dumped there in a sense where there was a lot of... um, moments where I just thought, this isn't fair. And how the hell did I end up here? And I know a lot of you out there have found yourself in similar situations um, where you've had to take a look and be like, what the heck happened? And how did I get here? So I'll talk a little bit about overcoming and how you get through those, those tough times. So back to kind of where we were at in 2009. Again, my job was different relationships were different. Even my friendships were different. I do believe that friendships, a lot of times, friends are in your life for a reason or a season. I tell my my kids this all the time. 
And that's okay. You know, um, not every friendship is meant to be a lifelong friendship. And I'm grateful for a lot of the people that were in our life back in 2009, because if you um, ever face something as devastating as a cancer diagnosis, you learn the very hard lesson of people flee your life faster than anything. I mean, you never think that would happen, but that was probably the most shocking thing I discovered was um, I watched my husband have friendships that were really tight friendships. And um, as as soon as he gave those people um, the news, some of them he he never heard from again. And um, a lot of people just kind of kept their distance because it's how we protect ourselves from um, pain, I guess. And that's what I've learned to accept through that. So friendships were very, very different back in 2009. Okay, so for a reason or a season, how do we grow? How do we evolve? How do we move on? And most importantly, how do we achieve goals? Well, in a nutshell, we do that through organized habits. And I know that doesn't mean a lot to you right now, so I'll, I'll talk you through it. All right. First, how do you overcome a really difficult season of your life? Well, you wake up every single day and you just put one foot in front of the other. You do that until you can start to, to feel a little bit better about your situation, whatever it is. And part of that is just purely acceptance. It's not that you have to like the situation or, you know, it just means that you have to accept your situation. So that's what I found that I had to do back in those early days where we didn't know if my husband was going to live or he was going to die. Um, I just had to wake up every morning, do my normal routine, do my shower, get dressed, get through my day until... I could just accept, okay, this is our fate. And uh, where do we go from here? And our fate at that time was very uncertain because the type of leukemia he had, um, if he had this type of leukemia 30 years ago, he would not have lived probably more than 12 or 18 months. So this was was a very precarious time um, for us where we're like, how do you think about a future when you don't even know if you're going to have one together? So you just put one foot in front of the other and you get through your days the best that you can. Um, Once you've hit acceptance, then you start to make a list of priorities. And these are just the things like, okay, we're here and what needs to get done. And um, that was a really good way for me to just cope and accept our situation. Um, We were, again, newly together. Um, And so one of our first priorities was money. Uh, We just had to figure out the money stuff. And we were both working full time. Thankfully, he his illness did not require him to be off work for lengthy amounts of time. And for that, I am eternally grateful. Um, So we were able to just sort of get our finances in order. That was our top priority. We did it through uh, the Dave Ramsey program. So if any of you guys are out there are familiar with Financial Peace University, that was our priority and that's what helped us through those um, really tough times. All right, the next thing, 
is just get everything out of your head. Get everything out of your head, good, bad, ugly, everything in between. If you're, if you're into journaling, journal. Um, if you just need to take a piece of paper and write stuff down to get it out of your head, do it. I tell you, this is something that I still do to this day. When I find myself just kind of in, in one of those moments, I'm like, I, I, it's just all in my head. I don't know what to do with it. I'm, I'm feeling fearful. I'm feeling anxious. I just get it out of my head. Um, sometimes talking it out, if you have a trusted family member, friend, therapist, um, I'm a big advocate of therapy, um, get it out of your head however you need to. Okay, so once it's out of your head, then you can start to build some goals and do some goal setting. Um, and it, whatever it is, if it's goals that you need to set for your health, for your financial well-being, for your home, uh, for your relationship, start setting some goals for yourself. So this, if you've listened to my time management episode Maybe you'll see an evolution of how I kind of came to my time management journal and how I teach my clients and have taught them over the years how to manage their time and why time management is so important to me. So looking at the evolution of my life over the past 10 years, I was working in a job that I didn't really want to be in for a long time to wanting to start my own business. How did I do that? Well, I did it doing the steps that I just talked to you about, which got me out of the most dark and sad and angry time of my life, which was that season in 2010. I decided, okay, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. My husband was responding to um, the medication. The doctors were starting to give, give us a thumbs up and so that I could start to feel like I could take some a little bit of control back in my life and start to navigate what I wanted to do in my life, which was I've always wanted to open my own business. So if I have any um, of my former managers listening to this podcast, just forgive me for this what I'm about to say. So I, I just wasn't super happy working where I was working. I was grateful for the opportunity, grateful for the benefits, grateful for the pay. But it was kind of, it was a tough job. It was a cubicle office setting. And so what I had to do is I had to take this little notebook with me to do continue my brainstorming because I kind of found this was helping me a lot in my life during that period of time. So I simply had a section in a notebook and that was business ideas. I knew I wanted to start my own business. I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. And so I would just brainstorm business ideas. And that's how I came up with One Organized Mama. I just went through the process of like, what am I good at? What do I like to do? What do I want to do in my life? And um, I, I really recommend doing this and because and keeping the notebook and you'll start to see over time Ideas evolve and form, and that's how I came up with One Organized Mama. I look back in those notes, in fact, and um, for some reason, I wrote down No Drama Mama, <laughs> which I'm not exactly sure where that came from, but it was just sort of a brainstorming page, and um, 
And then from that no drama mama, I came up with one organized mama. And, um, and that name has stuck. And that name has fit. And I really started to connect with that name as I went through the next phases of my life um, of really getting organized because you have to be pretty dang organized to be a mom and a small business owner um, because you have a lot coming at you seven days a week, 365 days a year. So I went through the brainstorming. And once I had the idea down from my brainstorming, the next step was I had to prioritize. And this was how the heck do I start a business? And Google is your best friend during this time. I I didn't know how to start a business license or get a business license. That's something I had to figure out. I just kind of went to the business license office in my uh, city and took a number, sat and talked with somebody and said, I have this idea. I want to start a business. How do I get a business license? And so they gave me all the paperwork and I just followed through and got it all done and uh, got a business license. All right. From there, I needed a plan. So I had the idea of starting to get the word out there to people like, hey, I think I'm going to start an organizing business. But that does you no good unless you're willing to work a plan. And with the plan, I mean a daily plan, a daily routine. So I had to figure out in this crazy time of my life where once my husband um, was responding to the medication and we got those thumbs up, we decided to have a child together and really kind of fast track our life, getting married um, and all of that. I mean, we're, we're both older. I was in my mid-30s. He was in his mid-40s at the time. So it's not like we, you know, were 20-something. We, we had been through this before and we pretty much knew um, that we wanted to be together and build a life together. So at the time, so I kind of was navigating having three kids now. So I had a high schooler, an elementary age child, and then a new baby. And at the same time, trying to start a business. So I had to be on my A-game with my daily routine. And I was. And it was as simple as starting my day early. I had to get myself ready for work. I had to get the baby ready. I had to get my two older kids ready. And this is before my high schooler was driving. So I had to get all three of these human beings off to three different places before driving myself to work every day. And then work a full day at work. At the end of uh, my work day, I had to go pick up those three little human beings and get everyone to football practice and dance and try to fit in a play group on the weekends and get dinner made. And I did it without losing my mind because I stuck to a routine. I can be kind of a fly by the seat of my pants kind of girl. So I know for those of you out there, it sounds very dreadful and boring to have a daily routine, but I'm telling you, if you you can create more time in your day with a daily routine, if you have a very structured day, then if you just kind of like wake up and see what the day is going to bring, um, you will create more time and you'll make more traction in your life. So that's kind of how I went from that to building a business. And then 
I mean, it was a lot of, of um, work. It was working seven days a week. I had a season where I was working my full-time job and I was taking on a client. So I would go from working my full-time job and then I would go and uh, have to work two or three hours at a client's home until I could build my business to where I was able to make that leap from working full-time outside of my home. And I had to prove to my husband that this was viable. And um, again, back to the financial planning, um, my husband is very practical, pragmatic guy when it comes to this kind of stuff. He's like, just show me the numbers. And I did. And so I had to be able to show him that I could work um, actually less, fewer hours as a small business owner organizing homes and then I could and make more money than I was working 40 hours a week at my previous employer. And uh, I did this for a few months and it, it meant saving a lot of money. I was putting booking my um, my putting my paychecks and savings too to give us that cushion. So this can all be done with some planning and prioritization. Um, so now, where am I at here in 2019? Well, to be quite honest, I'm finding myself in a new season. Um, I don't work with clients outside of my home anymore. I have a couple that I work with uh, still that I've had for years. Um, but for the most part, I'm just using my platform as One Organized Mama to help support and grow other people who are wanting to start their own professional organizing business. And part of that, of course, is a podcast. So I had to kind of go through when I was done working with clients in their home and I was feeling like I needed a change, I had to go back to the drawing board, which meant, again, I had to do some brainstorming. So I decided, you know, how do I transition from working with clients to starting this new phase of my life? I decided on a podcast, doing some social media planning, working on my website. And truth be told, I um, have started branched out. It felt like a natural transition. So I started selling real estate this summer. And um, so that was all kind of part of the, the brainstorming process of what is the next phase of my life going to be? Um, once I decided what I wanted to do, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I've always had an interest in real estate. Then I had to go back to prioritization. So take looking at my brainstorming page and taking the word podcast, taking the word real estate off those brainstorming pages and then putting them into uh, making them my priorities. How do I do how did I do that? Well, podcast, obviously I had to research and learn everything that I could about it. So I'm happy I found this anchor app because it has made my life so much easier. Uh, to be able to do this and set up a structure for supporting my uh, team of professional organizers that I do. So I created that. And then obviously real estate was a little bit easier because there are certain steps that you have to take to get your real estate license. And that's something that I did um, over the summer. I found a school, um, set a date for when I needed to take my test because I wanted to make sure that I was getting the studying done and um, and then all of the steps necessary to become a licensed realtor. Um, so once a prioritization was done and I knew what I wanted to do, I needed to focus on, again, daily planning. 
How was I going to structure every single day? I am in the habit of waking up. I wake up pretty naturally now about 5.30 a.m. every day, and that's because I go to bed the same time every night. I'm upstairs by about 9 p.m., and I try to be in bed between 9.30 and 10 so that my body is on a natural cycle. I um, definitely need a lot of sleep. I don't know how those of you out there do it with like four or five hours of sleep. I just can't cope. I'll get, I start to get sick. And I just don't feel well. So I definitely definitely need about seven hours of sleep every day. And so that I make sure that I get that in my daily routine. Um, and the other part of my daily routine, and this is a big tip for those of you who work from home, is um, I set up my workspace from home as workspace. So I keep my workspace very separate from my personal space. And this means even paperwork and um, even a computer. I, I keep them very separate in my home. And I've let my family know that even though I'm home, I am still working. So for instance, recording this podcast, my family knows it's my podcast recording day. And they are to stay quiet and away from me until I give them the green light that things are good. So I hope this all kind of made sense to you. Um, Organized habits. Again, it's about brainstorming, getting that stuff out of your head. Once you have your brainstorming, take a look at that page, pull out things that can now become your priorities. Um... If you don't even know how to do this and start, go look on my website or my social media. You'll see something called time buckets. And that that time bucket, seven buckets, and they're just seven different areas of your life. So if you struggle with, I can't even brainstorm, I don't even know how to brainstorm, go take a look at those seven buckets. And those are going to be the prompts. So they um, are going to cover things like your quiet time. So maybe if you're um, a spiritual person, do you meditate? Do you read your Bible? How are you going to start to fit that into your life? Maybe those are things that you want to start doing more of. Your financial health, maybe you need to create a budget for your family. And that's what you're going to do in uh, the start of the new year, new decade. Um, Maybe it's your physical health. Maybe you have some work items. Maybe it's projects around your home. So go take a look at my seven buckets and do some brainstorming, write it down, get it out of your head, get it onto paper. From there, you're going to prioritize, which is you're going to just take a couple or a few of those items that stand out to you. From the prioritization, you're going to start working a daily plan. Doesn't mean you have to do it every single day. That's not realistic. But I want you to start to make a plan for your life. Again, if you do daily planning and you stick to it and you follow it, you will create more time for yourself. You have way more time than you think you do. We all are given the same amount of time in a day, 24 hours. Make the best of it. So that means limit distractions. So as I end this podcast, I wanted to um, give a shout out because we are in the week of Thanksgiving. And there are a lot of people that I'd like to um, give thanks to. Obviously, my amazing, amazing family. Um, I love my husband, my my children to the moon and back. Um, 
I'm so thankful for uh, my extended family. I have a wonderful, wonderful extended family, especially on my mom's side. They're just full of laughter and full of love. I'm so eternally thankful for you. Um, I wanted to give a special shout out to my 2009 friends because you know who you are. You guys were there during the dark times and as life would have it, uh, we're not necessarily a part of each other's lives anymore, but I hope that one day you listen to this podcast and you know that I am thinking of you and that I am eternally grateful for you because you got me through the darkest time of my life. Um, we are a uh, military law enforcement family, so I just wanted to, to give my thanks to all of those people, those brave folks who give everything to protect our communities and our country. I am always, always grateful and thankful to you. And lastly, I am thankful for the doctors and the researchers that uh, came up with Gleevec. This is, was like a wonder drug um, back in 2000. It made the cover of Time Magazine. And I am so thankful to live in a time where um, when we were faced with a very devastating diagnosis that there were amazing, wonderful, brilliant people out there who created medication that somebody can take for the rest of their life that, that saves life and that gives life. Um, I am just so grateful and thankful for um, those brilliant minds that we have in this world. Okay, so I know I threw a lot at you today. It was very personal. It was very from the heart. I just want to thank you all for listening to this. I hope that um, whether you're walking through a dark time yourself, that you can put one foot in front of the other until you just accept your situation. I hope that I've inspired you to do some brainstorming and prioritization and planning so that you can work towards some of your goals in your life. And I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving this week. And please feel free to share this episode with anyone that you think might need to listen to it. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.